It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. Connacht have won their second game in a row in the sports ground. We're in the Coily Room, the, the famous Coily Room. I've got Lindley McKenzie and Dave Finn. Lindley, that's a cracking result against a very good Glasgow team. Yeah, I was a bit I was a bit doubtful knowing about a victory here in the sense that yes, they had my Connacht had momentum, but Glasgow are an extra, exceptionally good side. And, you know, not are they always play, they play a lovely brand of rugby, but they're also very physical up front. And that was bloody obvious right from, you know, right from the word go, mm. that they did have that physicality. And there were times there where it, you know, it looked like, particularly after Jared Butler was, was yellow carded, that they could get away from, from Connacht. But I think it was, that was a, it was a cracking display from the lads. And I think it really, you know, you have to, you have to take your hat off to the squad that is being built here. You know, when you bring in, you know, a few exceptional players from mm-hmm. outside, like the Joe Joyces, etc., um, and you've, also got these wonderful Connacht-based players, you know, uh, coming through, and you only have to look at Cahill Ford for one, who was just exceptional in the last two games. Mm. I think, you know, it's it's a really good sign that against a Glasgow side that has a lot of pedigree, and sorry to put Nigel, obviously Nigel Carolyn, you know, who's who doesn't often come back to to Connacht and and lose with Glasgow. Um, but I think it was a it was a well deserved win from Connacht, and I and I think it's it augurs well. I'm particularly impressed with the squad. Yeah, I agree, Dave. Before I bring you in, here's me bringing you through the match because everyone else had uh, left today, so I was left to bring you through the match on my own in this in in the clan stand, which was bouncing. Um, and then we hear from Pete Wilkins, Jared Butler, and Franco Smith from the Glasgow side of things. So let's get through that bit before we talk to Dave. Okay, a better crowd than last week. I'm on my own this week. Danny's in Dublin, Packy's in London, and Rob is in Ballinrobe, which means William is commentating. Uh, three minutes before kickoff, perfect day. Bit of a cloud after coming over, but it's a nice breeze. It's not too cold, and uh, should be a crack in the match. I've only beaten these guys once since the championship winning season, so it's going to be a huge ask to, for, to win this game. Okay, just coming up to 20 minutes. Connacht have just scored a try. I think should have been disallowed because I think Dermot Kilgallen pushed his opposite score over in the back. 14, Glasgow 7. And that's the score from Dave. Um, it's been all Connacht, but they made one mistake and Glasgow scored. Um, but they've handled that kickoff much better. Yeah, it's, it's all looking good for Connacht. They're playing really well. Half-time in the sports ground. Glasgow lead 19 points to 14. Three tries to one. Glasgow are probably well worth their lead because they're that little bit more effective when they get inside the Connacht 22. Uh, Jared Butler went off for 10 minutes or uh, when they gave away a penalty try, but Connacht held out well, but then had possession, kicked it away with a scrum advantage, which the ref didn't give, which is why the crowd were booing, which I don't agree with. But um, it's all to play for the second half, but Connacht do have the win. 60 minutes, Connacht lead 27-19. An excellent try from Dylan Turney-Martin and a couple of penalty, uh, a conversion and a penalty from Carl Ford is now kicking because JJ is hurt. Um, but Glasgow have the ball and they're on the attack. And that was an intercept by Dermot Kilgallen, which now puts Connacht 32 points to 19 with a conversion in front of the post to come. What? Wow, Connacht have just been amazing in this second half. They've absolutely been amazing. So. We'll talk to you again at full time because the atmosphere in here is electric. 
Okay, full-time score. Connacht 34, Glasgow 26. That's a huge statement. Massive second half from Connacht. Some unbelievable performances right across the field. The defence was outstanding. Even though they did give away four tries, it was still outstanding. Um, that's a huge statement in my eyes. And a really good start to the season for Connacht. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, we hope you're Here's the, the post-match you press conference. Pete, that was... Uh probably in some ways a game of two halves but uh, Connacht mu you must feel really excited by the performance and, and pleased with the result yeah like I think it's a massive result Glasgow are a quality team we, we knew we'd have to play very well to beat them um, you know I think they'll be there or thereabouts come the end of the season in terms of the top end of the competition um, and loaded with internationals so we knew we had to play better than we did last week and we knew we had to have a really strong plan, I suppose, and ex execute that accurately. And, and I, I thought all around the guys did. Second quarter, I thought we um, we were probably a little disappointing in terms of the penalties we conceded. I think there were a few few moments of just trying to force the game a little bit, where in the first quarter of the show we didn't have to. Um, and we had some words about that at halftime. And credit to the lads, they took that on board. And um, you know, as I said, that, that, that third quarter, I thought we really made a statement in terms of doing the simple things really well. And um, you know, that was good enough and, and, and good enough to see out the game. Yeah, you were 19-14 down at half time and. You know, Glasgow had turned the screw in the second 20 minutes of the half. You'd had the yellow card. Um, was there a concern that the third quarter could get away from you? Was that discussed at halftime? Uh, there wasn't a concern for me as much that it would get away from us. I think the, it was about learning the lessons from that second 20 minutes, as you mentioned. And, um, you know, we went into the game knowing that the Glasgow would have momentum at times. They'd have their, their periods of dominance. You get that against a good team. Um, but also, you know, we had a you know a decent referee in Adam Jones, but w one who's um, you know probably got a trend for, uh, for for yellow cards when teams concede back-to-back -back penalties and repeat infringements. So we came into the game knowing really well the the sort of personality of, of the officiating that we might get. No issue with that, but it meant that if we concede one or two penalties, you've got to be bang on in terms of you know correcting your ways before it becomes a trend. And and I think that second 20 minutes, you know, I was disappointed with that. We had a penalty for not rolling away, which happens. But then a mall penalty followed by a line-out penalty, um, followed by another mall penalty. You know, and, and you're actually getting to that point where you, you're asking for trouble. And, and the yellow card was inevitable after that. Um, but the five-metre scrum on our own line where we won a penalty in return, we were able to clear our lines. Uh, I just thought that was an outstanding response from the players. And the big thing we've talked about this season is, is how we turn the corner after a couple of back-to-back -back negatives in games. And I just thought that was really impressive for the character of the guys, but, but also a bit of control as well. Yeah, the thing about that was, if you look at it from the 25th minute to the 40th minute, you didn't concede, but you were under a lot of pressure. And then they got a kind of a softish try right on half time. The penalty try was the penalty try. Uh, Cahill Ford made a slight error on that. I don't know whether it was the sun on the kickoff and it bounced away. And But those sort of situations in the past have freaked Connacht out a bit, especially the first 20 minutes of the next half. But this time you came out, you were on the front foot almost immediately. So did you say anything particular at half-time about having to do that? Um, yeah, half-time, we talked really bluntly about the difference between those first, um, you know, the first 20 minutes and the second 20 minutes. We, we talked about how well we'd done to generate fastball in the first 20 minutes. We knew that would be crucial against the Glasgow defence that, that wants to get in the wrestle, wants to slow you down at the tackle off the ground. And, um, and, and really try and dominate you there physically. So we recognised in that first 20 that, that you know, we, we controlled how we were attacking and, and, and we did get fastball and we did get rewards for that. We also defended really well. We kicked chase really well. I thought we kicked smartly in terms of not kicking too early in the set to give Glasgow a good counter-attack but, but still not playing too long with it. Um, and that second 20, we, we just started trying to force things and went away from what we were doing really well. So, 
what I said to the lads at half time was if we learn the lessons from the difference between the first 20 and the second 20 um, I think we'll come you know come home with a wet sail now it's always going to be tough against a good Glasgow team second half but but I do think we, we learned the lessons and so historically that's not been a real strong point of ours and um, you know we tend to get in a hole and stay there a little too long so credit to the lads for responding today but but also it's something we're working on over over the medium and long term as well in terms of how they respond to those setbacks and, and recognize they're happening and, and then actually start to start to get about changing it so I was really pleased with that aspect of it How are the walking wounded there was a few it was a hard game it was a physical game so how are they stacking up is there anybody you're particularly worried about or is everybody just needs a bit of TLC in an ice bath <laughs> yeah there's a few bumps and bruises I think you know we knew you're obviously rolling the dice a little bit going with a 6-2 bench and you have to be a bit creative and, and by then we were you know you had um, Byron Ralston playing at 12 and, and Caelan Blade on the wing and all sorts of things going on so um, you know in, in that sense I, I said to the lads downstairs just now in the change room I, I was so impressed the guys that played 80 for them to hang in there some of them by a thread um, but but not be rattled by the change of positions I thought that was brilliant the guys off the bench did a really good job of making an impact uh, Tom Farrell came off at half time with a sore wrist so that that's something we'll look at, but um, outside of that, it's the normal bumps and bruises. Pete, anything you were concerned about out there today? Um, I think that run of penalties uh, in, in the second 20 minutes, um, I was really interested when it started happening. I was really interested to see whether we could turn the tide of momentum and how we would turn the tide of momentum. And in the end, it was a scrum penalty that did it, uh, you know, five metres from our line, which, which is a massive moment. But but that period for me, we had a similar stage in the Ospreys game, uh, first half, where I think we had five back-to-back negatives, you know, penalties or turnovers, things that really gave the opposition a, a foothold in the game. Um, so to see it come round again, having looked at it in review, it, it, it was... Uh, I wouldn't say it was concerning, but I was really interested to see if and how we worked our way out of it. But, but I was pleased, pleased that we did. And, and um, you know, I think that largely was, was what gave us that confidence going into the second half that, that we could be better as well. Jared, two wins out of two. Probably a better class of opposition this week and a better performance by Connacht. What's the mood in the dressing room? Everyone was really pleased, I think, in general. I think that game was kind of broken up into like four different quarters as far as like how the game went, like I think we started really well, um, especially against the breeze. I think we knew that we we're probably going to have to play a little bit more, um, and then got off to a good start just with scoreboard pressure. And then in that second quarter, I think going into that second half, they started to get a bit of momentum, and that's going to happen because they're a very good team and and they're not afraid to kind of run it from anywhere. And that was probably one of the big things we knew going into that game is they're they're a good attacking team, and you have to be able to defend for long periods of time and. For that, you know, for that 20 minutes, they they got the upper hand on us, and and that was frustrating. And obviously, to to finish off with like me getting carded there, that definitely doesn't help. But I think from that one to not give away any points in that period was really important for the group as well, and um, and it kind of got us rolling into that into that second half. I think. Yeah, the second half was fascinating because 25th minute it was 14 each, then the card came, then you held on till right at the end, and then they got a bit of an old soft one when you know there was a kick went astray and you you're 19 14 down at half time and you're not what was what was the the mood at half time and I know half times in the dressing room there's a lot of chatting and you got to get focused but was there a worry now that you'd you'd let it slip a bit no there wasn't a worry there was, I think there was a bit of frustration because we had started off so well in you know in tough conditions there against the breeze and we felt like we'd done enough 
to put ourselves in a good place, but we just weren't able to, you know, we, we let them in in that second quarter there and, and let them play on top of us and, and bring them all into the game, which was very good, and just a couple of back-to-back penalties and things like that. But we, we knew if we went out and were able to just get back to just doing what we were doing in that first in that first quarter there and just building phases and not being afraid to run the ball as well, then we felt confident. You know, we did. We, we felt really confident, and um, and and I think that's kind of what what ended up what ended up happening really, which was positive. Yeah, you got on the front foot. Um, you got Dylan's try on the forty fifth minute, which was converted, and then. Cottle Ford suddenly arrives on the scene and he's booting over a 60-metre penalty. And that's the sort of thing you need to, to, to change the, the focus of the game because suddenly they had to chase it. And once they were chasing the game, they didn't look anywhere near as confident. Yeah, that 40 penalty was probably the, uh, the moment in the game for me, I think, as far as like where all of a sudden, yeah, like you said, they have to start chasing the game. And um, we were able to just... I think the biggest thing was just... that. The guys' defence—it was awesome. Like that Glasgow team, like they're a very good attacking team, and 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 they'll run out of their half. Like they're not afraid to to run the ball from anywhere. And some of the defence from the guys, like Carl Ford included, and and guys on the edge there, Ronnie, the boys in the middle, it was it was awesome. And like even just at the end to defend, I think I don't know how many phases it was twenty something phases mm-hmm. maybe without without actually knowing. Um, it was gutsy, man, and, and it was awesome. Look, it's two out of two at the start. There was pressure on. There was an expectation from last season. You got to a semi-final. You have three home games. You've won the first two. You've Ulster coming next week. You can kick on from that again now. Um, that makes a big difference. When you, it's, it's such, it sounds simple. Win a game, win a game. But momentum is, is huge in this sport. Yeah, like I think you look at the at the start of our season last year, we made it really hard on ourselves and we kind of spent the rest of that middle period of the season just trying to get back to equilibrium again and put ourselves into a position. So uh, we, we knew it was going to be really important that we started well and uh, to have three home games, that's pretty much best case scenario and you have to take those opportunities. So to be able to get two from two was huge and a big part of you know what we were aiming to do in this first block. And, uh, and now we've got another massive chest test coming up, so I have to get back on the horse again. But, no, yeah, you're right. It's been a, a great first two weeks, and um, it's pretty exciting. Talking about the fence, um, which won the game today? Um, yeah. Scott Fardy's come in. What, what's he brought? What's the difference you're seeing from him in the organisation or just the mental side of defence, which is... Is that a big part of it? Just... You have to concentrate to defend properly. You've got to make the right decisions as well. Yeah, it's a bit of a mindset thing as well. You know, you can have all the game planned in the world, but when it comes down to, like, defence, at the end of the day, it comes down to you know, putting your, your head in uncomfortable positions sometimes, especially, you know, against that Glasgow team. They're big bodies. They are big bodies, but you kind of watch that game back and you, and you wouldn't have realised the, the way guys were, were flying into it. And, um, and that was the difference, I think. Like, uh, you know, Fard's... Cully, John Muldoon, all these guys, they, they really drive a high standard around that physicality and that contact area there. And, and having those voices on the pitch always barking at, at you, you know, I think it, it's, it's making a really big difference. And just having all those guys around on that pitch when you're training, I think it helps as well because you've got guys just looking at all the different areas. And, um, yeah, you're right. I think that was the, the winning of the game there. Is there a lot more communication now in, in Connacht? Or Con- have Connacht become a louder team? that you're talking to each other more. There was always a slight concern 
couple of seasons ago, the Connacht were very silent. You didn't hear, but now you hear, a, especially in the referees, Mike, there's a buzz of noise coming. Is that something you're working on all the time to keep talking to players and sort of pushing yourselves? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I guess maybe we, ha- we haven't spoken about it consciously, but I know... You know, when someone puts on a really good shot, it's it's very infectious and it kind of motivates everyone around you. And now we've got a whole bunch of guys that, like, you see, like a Joe Joyce flying out of the line and puts a really good hit on, and then like Oshin Dowling comes on and puts a hit on, and it's it, you got you know you got 15 guys on the field that are, are, are willing to kind of throw their bodies around, and, and it is an infectious thing. And, and and you saw that there when we were able to defend at the end there, and then important periods throughout the game as well. So. Um, yeah, it's probably not something that you think about or you talk about, but you're right that it definitely it kind of it just permeates through the team when you get a few guys like that standing up, and and it becomes really fun. It becomes it does it becomes enjoyable. Jared, since you've been here, how how much do you see Connet having improved? Uh, I think like moving like looking at it prospectively and then where we are now definitely the biggest thing that I see is just like the depth of the squad is really strong at the moment uh, and then you, like, you can see we had some issues or not issues but we had to like put Blady on, on the wing and move shuffle, shuffle guys around 40 was kind of like a 10 uh, took the kicking duties and things like that and I think you know the strongest thing is the depth at the moment and that's I feel like what you need to be like truly competitive I think over the years we've had a really good 15 or 22 guys but to have a really strong 30 40 blokes is is I think it's hard to kind of get that you kind of got to be a little bit lucky um but we've got that at the moment and I think that's the probably the most exciting thing about this year is we've got we've got genuine depth and and guys that are really knocking at the door like there's a whole bunch of guys yeah that haven't really got an opportunity yet but they've been training really well and uh and they'll get a shot soon and uh and I think they'll be brilliant Franco, that was a tough day at the office for you in the end, um, and you didn't get anything out of it. So, how are you? How was the mood in the dressing room? Also, I think we get a bonus point for the four tries that we scored, so we've got oh, enough okay. of it. And um, first of all, second thing is um, we showed that our fitness levels are up to the standard. What's needed? We showed a bit of fight and character towards the end. Uh, tough day from our side. I wouldn't. I would think there's a lot of things we can do better, but. Uh, Compliments must go to you know, the way Connacht prepared for this game, and you know they use their uh, knowledge of what how we're going to play very well, and obviously um, defended really well. Two intercepts, important intercepts in our strategy, one that led to a try. So um, yes, I think we were off it, um, but early in the season that sometimes happens. So we're going to take look for the positives. Yeah, it is very early in the season, and um, you know at the end of the season. It's, it's really where you want to be. But uh, how difficult is it to bring back players that have been at the World Cup? Um, just in terms of bringing them back into a completely different system and how you know they've got to deal with a certain disappointment of maybe how it went to the World Cup for them. Is, is that a big challenge? Yeah, definitely. I think you'll, all the coaches that got players coming back, you know, we have a big chunk of them. There's... Uh, 17 of them that was involved in the end there was uh, it's a lot of them coming in in two groups but um, yes I'm, we're not making an issue about that and it's definitely not an excuse I think the players um, you know would have taken a lesson from it that the, the, the intensity and the density of the tra- of, of the of the URC is, is, is important for them to adapt to it's different execution than in a test match and so they just got to sink or swim and uh, 
So we're not going to deny to use that as an excuse, but it is a challenge. Obviously, it's a big challenge. We have a specific plan. Therefore, you know, we've seen uh, the first three or four games as part of preseason, and uh, we'll take the learnings into the next one. Are you? Is there a pressure having done so well last season, top four? Is that where you sort of want to be? You're, you're in that zone, or is it is it too early to start thinking about that? Yeah, we want to win every game. You know, that's what we made of, and I think everybody um, in the competition is like has, has got that vision. So, no, look, today Connacht played in the semi-finals this year. They were ex- exceptional against Ulster away from home last year, and getting into that semi-final, we played against a class outfit, very good group that's had a lot of continuity. They might not have been disrupted with the guys coming back from the World Cup yet. Um, they have very few guys coming back, so the continuity what, that they have from the bigger squad is, is, is immense. So the, I'm not going to look for um, for little uh, flaws in, the, in our environment now, not at all. In fact, I think a loss in the beginning of the season. We last year lost four of the first eight games, so um, and nobody remembers that. So no, we'll take it one week at a time. Just one question: What surprised you most about Connacht tonight? I think the resilience. Um, you know, we've 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 had more and scrum dominance, but the very next one they were back. They were back at it. You know, and they just stuck stuck to their process. They had a specific plan on how to interrupt our attack ability. Um, we saw. When we were a little bit accurate in the last 10-15 minutes, we, what we can do, and again, uh, I think that that proves how well they worked in the first 60-70 minutes on preventing us to get out of them. Okay, Dave. Yeah, that's that's um, it's it's. I was the, the the answer I wanted from Franco Smith was the one I thought I was hoping going to get was the resilience that Connacht showed today. A lot of players went down injured at various different times. You ended up with Blady on the wing and. You had all sorts of changes going on. Forty packing down in the <laughs> in the scrum. It shows Connacht have built resilience now. Yeah, but it's also resilience is we kind of don't really want to be relying on resilience. Resilience is, is means that something's gone wrong. So um, uh, no, no, I disagree. Resilience is showing that you can take stuff that's going wrong and manage it and still get through but, it. But I mean, but I mean, things aren't going out the way you planned them. I think it, it, to a certain degree, when you being resilient, something that you were planned for has happened, hadn't planned for has happened. In this case, it was first of all, you're going to get a yellow card. That can happen. Um, I wasn't going to ask Jared about whether or not he thought the guy had broken off, but okay, fair enough. Referee gives a yellow card. Once he goes PT, someone's gone to the bin. So you think, oh God, it's 10 minutes. And we know we've seen that in the World Cup, we've seen mm-hmm. that in the URC, that when you go down to 10 minutes, it can be, when you lose a player, it can be hugely counterproductive. But we saw it out. Mm. Ironically enough, we go back to 15 men and we make another mistake and they, they stole in for, they stole in for a try. But at that time as well, I thought JJ Hamlin was done because I thought he'd done his knee. I thought he'd, yes. I thought he'd done his knee, he was on the ground, it was a fair contest, there was no issues about whether it was unfair player or not. But that makes it probably makes it even more because because I mean if you you can get angry if it's foul play but when it's just something that happens, that's that's tough. But he he, he showed individual resilience because he doesn't come off. Now you then have to wonder about the logic of six two, mm-hmm. but that's for another day. But then Colin Ford steps in, steps in at eight, wins the scrum penalty, <laughs> steps in at ten, kicks a sixty meter penalty, and it just like it just was. You didn't feel there was a breakdown. You didn't feel things were, be, mm-hmm. were, were that was being held together by God's glue. It was that was still coherent. It was still that's constructive. The res- that's the resilience I'm mm. talking about. Yeah, there was no. At no point did you feel this is all going to. This is all very much in the verge of collapse. 
the reason they conceded the try at the end was they were out in their feet. That defensive performance in the mm-hmm. second half was, was, was huge. If you saw Carl when he tried to make the break up the wing, I've never seen. He ran like it was the 90th minute and he was a prop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was looking around for he was looking for a winger to help him out there. He really yeah. was because they had put in a huge physical effort. And Lindy was absolutely right. That is not that is not a soft team. That's not the B. Sometimes we've lost to thirds, effectively Glasgow yep. thirds. That was as close to A as they could get, given the restrictions on their World Cup players. That was a hugely physical pack. They came and they hit hard, and we stood up to it. And mm. yeah, resilience is one word, but also just it just very well coached at this moment in time. Is it the finished article? No, we've conceded 52 points and some slightly soft tries over the course of the last two weeks. There's still a lot to work on, but it's definitely, definitely much better. And I think, it, apart from the last, apart from the fact that we didn't get the bonus try, pretty good, pretty much as much as you'd want out of those first two games. There's still an awful lot to improve on. There is, Lindley, but it, you, can, you can see, you can see now that there's, you know, the quality of the coaching starting to come through because the accuracy that Connacht are showing, and for me, it's we're giving away so few penalties at ruck time compared to when we used to? Well, I think with um, confidence and good coaching that the accuracy comes. When you're playing, it, it's a bit like, you know, if you, if you go back to, I'm just looking here at, at the Guinness Pro 12 trophy here mm, in, in, in yes. here um, beside me. And if you look back to that, that team then and their performances, they were so confident... Yeah, especially in the what, second half of the in, season. In yeah. what they were doing. Mm. Things seemed to just click with them. And mm. now I know it was slightly different because they were playing slightly more prescriptive rugby. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, they had that their momentum that they had that they had confidence in what they were doing and how they were doing it. And you know, and I think that is what is happening with the team here at the moment. You know, they completely look like they you know, like they actually as well enjoying it you know so there is that so there is that great uh, a greater confidence I think to be fair the long pre-season they have had has really really yep. played into their hands it has done well because there was mm. quite a few changes and there are quite a few young players mm. and we're talking quite a few young players in this team now yeah, but absolutely. they're really d- developing extremely well and I think that there is that confidence like passes are sticking most mm. of the time you know there's an odd one or two that's to be expected you know kicks are usually being a lot more accurate there's a lot more accuracy I think in everything they're doing yeah. and with that accuracy you know that that breeds that confidence, and I think it is a team that is definitely growing, and you know, and has got huge potential. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. A guy for me, this was a an early season defining game, and that you know, Glasgow were coming fully loaded, and were Connacht the talk that they were doing, saying they were going to compete, and they they were a semi final team last year, and they want to go one step further. There's they they put a lot of belief behind that with that performance as well as victory today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if confidence beats confidence, you you have a performance like last week where you know that you only played for 40, 40 minutes and you came out with a you, you, it was a really good a really good forty minutes and you come out with a with a with a five point win. You then go in against a team that is definitely much more close to first full strength than the Ospreys were last week, and you then put that performance in. Now you're coming up against an Ulster team win, and we don't know how Ulster are going to be next week. They're definitely going to be slightly more affected by. Then Glasgow were with players being missing, but they 
they got a they got a big win last weekend. Squeak, they, they they squeaked home. You're not overly happy about the last play, but they got the five points and they got the win. They have a game tomorrow. We'll see how they go tomorrow. Yeah. They could be coming in on ten points, so they're going to be in good. They're going to be in a good mood. So it's going to be a two teams. And, and they were the last team to beat Connacht in the sports ground. Yes, but remember the last time we played them, we bet them up there. So it's fifty fifty. So both teams both teams have a point to prove to each other, and both mm-hmm. teams are coming in with confidence. But they will hope. You would hope that, given what happened today, in terms of where last week it was very much with the ball today was very much without the ball now you're hoping next week it's both and that, that, that will be enough to be the confident Ulster side OK we're going to keep it short today I have one thing and this is not mm. at you Dave personally but okay. the sound levels were way too high today and the last week were probably too low but I wasn't complaining I thought it was brilliant last week that they were too low but this week they were way too high there has to be somewhere in between we can find because my, my view is that I'm there to watch a match and I want the crowd to get involved. And when the sound levels are down and the crowd start to sing in the fields of Athen Rye, there you go, and that's a crowd generating their own. They don't need the help of music and whatever that you're hearing in the World Cup to drive me bananas. Let the crowd bring their own atmosphere. Well, I would say one thing. We, didn't, we, won't, we don't play music during the, yes. the game because that's just... Stupid. stupid yeah uh, <laughs> um, yeah we were taking a, a note last week there was issue with, there, there is definitely an issue and it's, it's been going on um, I have no say over the sound I'm basically I am very much uh, a figurehead I, we, we'll take it on board um, we'll, we'll make sure, we yeah, won't try there has, there has to be a medium we, yeah there is a medium and I mean the problem there is that when I checked it this morning, when I checked it, <laughs> I was doing it in an empty clan stand and it didn't seem that loud. But then again, you don't. Again, it's different. It's, yeah, we, yeah. we take that's to be taken on board. I, like I said, I, I, um, we'll tell, we'll say to the guys just drop it down ten percent because that's what we did last week. Yeah, there is an issue with the speakers, but they're yes. prehistoric speakers. So. Yes, and that's that's a, I think that's as big a problem as, I, as I there think, is. I, I, I would warn people next week: the light show is back next week, folks, because it's oh, an well, evening it's game. Oh night, yes. <laughs> oh, looking forward to looking forward to a bouncing stand. Looking forward to Joe Joyce doing something again in the first. I, minutes I, to get I, the I'm going to withdraw one thing I said I never imagined Joe Joyce running in from 50 metres he came damn close today <laughs> he certainly did that intercept was, was amazing last week he nearly split a fella in two with a tackle this week he intercepts very ill in the game you think that guy's got something about him alright that's it folks we'll talk to you during the week loose cut it loose break out or nothing changes side